Welcome to the Cannabis Enlightened Podcast with Dr. Leroy, brought to you by March and Ash at marchandash.com. I'm Chris Cantori, and it's my pleasure to introduce you to your host, Dr. Leroy. For those not familiar, here's a little bit about him. My name is Leroy Brady. I'm a PhD. I teach business at San Diego City College. I've been doing that for 21 years. I'm teaching a course called The Business of Cannabis. I guess part of what I'm doing now in, in, in working in this space is going back to that and helping to educate people so that they realize that cannabis is not just getting high. It's not just THC. Cannabis enlightenment is going to be different. It's going to be more than cultivation and to the dispensary. It is going to be bringing cannabis home to the individual so that you know that cannabis and what comes from cannabis can aid us in our health today and in the future. Now in this episode, Dr. Leroy talks to Rosa Lagmaraglia, Dean at San Diego Community College, and together they've been involved in developing and hosting the Business of Cannabis course, as they recounted success and popularity with the students and local business community, including March and Ash. Let's listen in. Good afternoon, Rose. How are you doing? I'm well yourself. How are you? I'm doing well, doing very well. Listen, um, we're going to be talking uh, this uh, today, this afternoon, about the business of cannabis. And um, everyone's aware of the fact, or they will be aware shortly, that I've been teaching this for, gosh, maybe two or three years now, the business of cannabis. However, what dawned on to me was the fact that before we start talking to people about the business of cannabis and what the class is about and all the wonderful things that have happened uh, in the class and from the class, I felt like it was a better idea to go to the very beginning. Okay. okay. So instead, so this is kind of like a, one of the Steven Spielberg movies where it, it started in the middle and now we're going to the beginning so that we can find out how this came about. So you are the architect, you wrote the curriculum for this. And as I turn it over to you and you introduce yourself, your, your full name, um, most of your friends, most of the people that know you refer to you as Rose. And once you tell them your last name, uh, they will understand why we all refer to you as Rose, your first name. But when I turn it over to you, would you talk about what, what was the reason? What, you know, what thought came to your mind that you should write this curriculum concerning the business of cannabis? So let me, let me clarify some points and let me talk about that because when we talk about writing the curriculum and the idea, that's two different things altogether. So let's start with 2016 and 2015. Um, there was a, a movement in California that with Proposition 64, there have been prior things, you know, where there were things to where people were trying to make cannabis to be legal for recreational use, okay? I mean, there's a different propositions that happened before that. You know, we had, I know there was something in 2010 and something before that. Uh, however, we know that it was already legal for medicinal use, right? Okay. So um, I was doing, I was at 
you know, and I went back to my calendar because, you know, I have this, one of the, my problems is the memory. And I'll talk about my last name later because I, I don't want to get that in the middle of this. Uh, well, well I, I wanted people to know you. I wanted them to know who you are and what you're all about as you as you start talking about the Okay, the class. Well, let's go in the beginning. My name is Rose. My last name is La Muralia. It has a G, but the G is silent, okay? Um, I'm an IT person by trade. By education, I study mathematics. I'm a number person. And I like to study trends over time. That's my flaw. I like to see things and see how they evolve. It's been my, my flaw or my asset. Um, I like to see how stuff evolves. It's, uh, it's something of interest to me. With that said, an IT person that likes to see things, how they evolve. There was a time in, in, in my career where I used to teach IT, and that's where our partnership began a long time ago. And IT people, uh, we don't tend to imagine an IT person that is a mathematics person. That is the intersection of crazy. So uh, I, uh, yeah, you understand what I'm talking about. So, um, <laughs> I came to you and I told you, Dr. Brady, I have discovered the ultimate thing. Uh, IT people, and they're really good IT people, have to be horrible people when it comes to people people. And you said yes, and you look at me in the eye, so you know what you meant, right? I think you were talking about me. So when it came down to that, I said, you know, they cannot, they cannot communicate. They're horrible communicators. They, they don't know how to write. They're, they're just horrible at it. Because I discovered that they were doing horrible presentations. So that is the beginning of your partnership with me, getting into combining business and IT as a possible solution to getting my students employed. Because I discovered that my poor kids were really good when it came down to IT work. And then when it was time to do an interview, oh, they were horrible. So you helped me out. I was able to get even money. <laughs> I got a million dollars out of the feds to get our people getting. Uh, so when they went to answer a phone, they didn't say, yo, they say, hello. That was a huge accomplishment. So thank you, Dr. Brady. They knew about all of that other, you know, alphabet soup, but they knew how to say hello. Well, said, well, let's just set the record straight here, Rose, that um, the things that I said about IT people, um, maybe not being uh, people people, uh, that didn't have as much to do, to do with you as it does, as it did to, with uh, a lot of other IT people that I've uh, spoken to. You just don't have time for people that aren't very smart, that are, um, can I use the S word? Uh, people that are stupid. I know you're special. My, my, my new word that I have now used for the past, I don't know, several years is special. Special, so yes, they, yes. They don't know if I'm but calling you, them the smart or the stupid or the worst. So let's use special. Okay, special. But you like... You like people. I've come to find out that you like people. You some like people. people. Some people, okay. You like people that are hardworking. Hardworking. Yes. 
people. If, if, if they're lazy, you have no time for them. I like people who have an open mind. Okay, open mind. Yes. And okay. It takes us to the um, conversation. So um, what happened yeah, was okay. I was I was at a conference, and after the conference, and I, I went back to my calendar, and believe it or not, I actually thought I was dating this to 2006, and I wasn't. It was 2005, and I was in Ann Arbor, Michigan, with some colleagues, and it was something re non-related to the college, but it was with some friends that had to do with a, a, a business thing that I was doing, and it was school-related, my school. And we were talking about the legalization of cannabis. And, and I said, it, and, and it was something like a joke, uh, perhaps. And it's, I said, you know, everybody is so focused, so focused into the, uh, how this would be just about planting, selling, and then manufacturing something. And they don't see that this transcends so much more than that. And the person that was with me, which is very much into the box, you know, this is the box, said, but that's all there is about cannabis. I said, excuse me. I mean, have you seen some of the stuff that it appears in some of these places which I've seen online? I mean, you see the little flower looking thing and that's all there is. Because they have some graphic designers make up something nice so it could sell better. Or could you see something that it would be uh, perhaps produced with a better looking, uh, perhaps, I don't know, some kind of a, a better look and feel in their websites or, or something that it would be perhaps better marketed. Or, you know, imagine when it goes legal, how are they going to need perhaps some accountants that they could actually manage their money? Because I'm assuming that money right now is under the mattress. It was just a joke, okay? And so, so Rose, tell me, tell me, uh, when you made that statement to your friend, uh -huh. um, how much knowledge did you have about cannabis and the cannabis business or cannabis industry? How much knowledge did you have at that time? I had some not much limited, let me tell you the truth. And the reason why I had some limited is this. I have a son that has Crohn's disease. And because of that, I have some. Uh, Crohn's disease is a, it's an ugly thing. And because it's an ugly thing, um, people with Crohn's disease either take a very expensive biologic or they take cannabis. And after he no longer qualified for my medical insurance, we either pay 3000 a month on Humira and the like, or he took cannabis. Okay, and so let me, let, me, let me bring the audience um, listening into this so that they know your son's name is David. Yes. David, okay, nice guy. He's about six foot 100, right? He's, he's a very tall guy. Something like that. It's a very tall guy. Okay. And the Crohn's disease, um, it, it, what would you say to people that don't know about Crohn's disease? What, what happens to a person? It's, a, it's, you know, you and I know more than one person that has that illness. We're not going to out the others. Okay. But sure. it could debilitate the person. David at one point in time was, he's six, almost six, seven. He was 125 pounds. Okay. Uh, now he's still six, seven. He's about 300 pounds. 
uh, he eats and he doesn't expel everything he ate because he can keep it down. That's one of the effects of THC. You eat, you get hungry, you get the munchies. Well, he eats, he gets the munchies and he keeps it. So he doesn't have the issue with it. So the cannabis, uh, the cannabis has helped him consuming yeah, it, uh, the cannabis in one in one way or another, either edible or smoking, uh, helps him to be able to keep his weight up so that he's healthy. It's, it's an anti-emetic. It works as an anti-emetic. You know, maybe okay. as a kid he liked he liked the cannabis for recreational purposes, but it's becoming an issue of a a need for him not to. Uh, not to be sick. And, you know, I welcome it. I mean, I'm telling you this, I, I welcome it. Uh, I, I appreciate the fact that I don't have to pay for Humera because when he no longer had insurance, guess who was paying for it? His mother. Yeah. So is, is it fair to, for, for me to say that, that this actually saved his life? think of this kind of matter of life saving because he could have lived but imagine the depression you know you and I know the other person that has the disease and this girl tried to commit suicide because these people see that a very severe case of Crohn's is debilitating and causes depression because the person at a very young age finds themselves unable to perform a daily activity so I've done research on so that it, yeah, yeah right so that could it could be very detrimental to his health and to his life if he didn't find something to uh, keep him um, balanced yes keep him keep him straight keep him uh, I'm eating. I'm not saying it's the cure of the mole and everything because there's still sometimes where things do not go a hundred percent but if things are okay. And I'm not going to tell anybody that this is for everybody, but I had done research, okay? I'm not going to tell you that I went into this, like, say, oh, gee, I've never seen uh, a, a, a joint in my life. And I would make this very clear, okay? I don't know if this is the place and time. Had I ever, ever consumed it, I think, and I, I joke about this, and I've done this in public. Once in my life, I was 16 years old, and I did, and I... I had an allergic reaction to it and I never did again because I didn't want to die. Okay. And so, I never so, again. Rose, the, the fact that you talked about the, someone else had, um, you know, got depressed and, you know, was thinking about suicide. How, can you share with us how sick, how depressed did David get? He got stages of depression. Um, to this day, he has depression, and he ha he does take a medication for it, but it's not. Another one out him on everything, but he does take some medicine for depression. It's not it's not something as it is something that he's known every day, but he does take something. So, what's the value of the the cannabis to him and his health? Well, he has some weight gain. I mean, at least he doesn't look like a toothpick. He eats every day and he keeps it down. Uh, we don't have episodes where he is in the bathroom for seven or eight hours because this thing did a number on him of something he ate had a, 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 a how do you want to call it? It's an extreme adverse reaction. I mean, imagine this. 
Imagine Moctezuma's revenge every day. That's all I can say. And all day long, isn't that correct? For seven and hours, eight hours. Seven hours, seven hours. that's pretty much a day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a day. So why would you want to live like that? That was a question that he asked me once. And you know, he had ups and downs. I mean, there was a time where it became worse than other times. So, you know, I, I we that's what I had done research. And you know, with David, you sometimes had to wonder if he exaggerated a little or not. And I, when he started living with me 100%, I could tell that this was not a little. So th this is this is really personal with you. It's not just something that you you did in, in, in terms of uh, f to be academic, uh, uh, to be new and fancy. This was something that's personal because it was affecting your son. That is true. And then I started to think about this. I mean, and again, this is 2005. It had not become legal. And then I started to think about other stuff. And, you know, we we sometimes talk about opportunities for people. You know, I have this weak spot about opportunities for people. You know, we, we work in an institution and for an institution, and I'm not talking about the college, I'm talking about an institution, academia, where everybody has to have a degree. And everybody should have a bachelor's degree or a master's degree or a PhD. So, but not everybody is meant to have that. There are people who literally have no desire of getting one. There are some people who earn a bachelor's and a master's degree and would never, ever, ever work on that field. And I know some. True. Okay? True. Then you happen to have some people who are in that situation who are you, you know, some. So, so the, the question then becomes uh, you have that, and but then you have people who have passion for certain things, and you you saw that yourself in some of your cannabis classes. Absolutely. So my friend, and I'm not mentioning the name, I came home, I came to the hotel then, and I said, you know, that. That was actually a point. No, this industry, if it actually opens up, could have a liberating effect on people. Why? Because it could be, think about it, it could be an industry on top of an industry. Now that's a great place for us to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we'll have more with our guest and Dr. Leroy. You're listening to the Cannabis Enlightened Podcast, powered by March and Ash. March and Ash is San Diego's premier cannabis dispensary network. Online at marchandash.com with locations in Mission Valley, City Heights, Vista, Imperial County, and in South Bay, Chula Vista, and coming soon to Imperial Beach. In addition to a world-class in-store experience offering curbside pickup and delivery, marchandash.com. Welcome back to the Cannabis Enlightened Podcast. I'm Chris Canturi, and here's more from our host, Dr. Leroy Brady. So what I'd like you to say, just give it to me like it is. Okay. This industry, if it actually opens up, could have a liberating effect on people. Why? Because it could be, think about it. 
It could be an industry on top of an industry. People talk about vertical this. No, I see this as horizontal going vertical. Why? Because everybody has already an industry, a type of industry that exists. The industries everywhere. But if you think about it, this is something that is laying horizontally as cannabis. And on top of that, think about Legos. You have the flat Lego cannabis, and then you have the other stuff that's laying on top of that horizontal Lego that you're laying on top, and you have what? I mean, think about it. You have the cultivation piece that is very unique to what? The cannabis. The manufacturing, which is very unique to what? The cannabis. And then in manufacturing, you have a multitude of things. You have the people who will make and, and purify and clean up the flowers for you know, smoking or to make juices or to make candy or whatever. I mean, people who would make edibles or food or whatever it is that they're going to make. And then you have- Good point, other- good yes. point. So, so you, you, because this was personal to you with respect to your son, and because you are, I consider you to be an open-minded person, um, you were looking at what was happening in, uh, in society you decided or you saw the need for something to be written up and taught in the college uh, arena. At the time, not yet. At the time, mm-hmm. that was not even there yet. I was still thinking about it. Okay. But then it became legal. And then I started to talk to some of my buddies about, and you know, I also have to tell you that in a selfish way, I was looking to come up with a class or a program that would be a little different, something that would be a little, a change. I want you to understand this. I wrote ideas, okay? I didn't write the course in itself. I want you to understand that. I wrote what, you know, a course has multitude of components when it comes down to curriculum. I want you to understand that. I wrote the elements and then to write a course, it's more convoluted than you think. You have to have a book and some people grab a book and they go by the index and that is the, the course. Somebody found a book that it was very similar to the topics that I wanted to talk. But if you were actually look at the index and about the course outline of your book, of the class that you're teaching, it's almost 90% different now to what it right. is, to exactly. what you're teaching. Exactly. Because you're teaching right now Basically, what I asked, what we talked about that we were, wanted to do, we needed to get the class out. Okay, that's what we needed. So, so from from that original idea, mm-hmm. we came to, or we've come to where we are now in terms of the class, the business of cannabis. That's correct. And and so it, it was the framework that you helped build that um, together for in the beginning, you and I. Uh, took that framework and uh, we went to many, we did, we did prep, we did prep for the class by going to a number of different conferences from San Jose to Louisiana. And I remember in Louisiana was the place, uh, I'm sure you remember where I lost my, my iPhone and my wallet and my credit cards and everything. And I was going from the conference to the hotel, then back again. And finally, someone found my um, my oh. iPhone. And come to find out, when he found it, uh, when I found him, he was looking for me. Well, think about it. 
when before before the faculty person put it on the system curriculum using the book that she used, I was the co-author of it. We couldn't find a book that had everything I wanted. We had exactly. to settle. Understand exactly. the word settle is not my game. But here were the topics I gave that I wanted to cover. And that was never yeah. gonna fly, but we had to yeah. steal it. This is what I wanted, banking in the business of cannabis, marketing, uh, graphic design, labeling, label making, um, manufacturing. Notice that none of this stuff is, is flower touching, okay? Exactly, exactly. Uh, clothing, making clothing, uh, fabric making. And I'll, I'll get to it, okay? This were the okay. ideas that I had. This was just crazy. Right. And understand this paper is old and this is all the crap that I, sorry, this is the stuff <laughs> I wrote when I was literally looking at these things and then my little notes on the side. It was amazed that I actually found the paper, but you know, I, I'm, I save everything in folders and folders. And you, when you told me you were going to do this, I found it. You know, it's I will, funny. I will testify to the fact that you can find any document that you've ever written in your entire life. I even think you probably have your, um, your report second grade. My what? And if you I don't, have, I have my kindergarten report cards. There you go. I was going to say, if you don't have them, I, I believe you know exactly what grade you got in each course. I have so them all. I, I, have, I, would, I have kinder to now, okay? Okay, I testify to the fact that Rose keeps almost everything because she never knows when she's going to need it. And it, it's, yeah. what's interesting is that from the information that you have about the class, uh, when we were doing the prep, as I said, to, to try to find out. And we couldn't, as you were saying, we couldn't find a book that would give us enough information. Was, we had was, to, go ahead. It was not a book. By the yes. time I asked you to offer the class and let me go, we have a, we have a two year gap in here. So between 2006, when it became legal and I have my list, I have literally 40 items that I wanted to cover in the class. Well, that class would have never happened, okay? Um, we had banking, we had marketing. You know, I even had interior design for the cannabis uh, dispensary. <laughs> uh, amazingly enough, I mean, that was buried in my list. <laughs> Spencer mm -hmm. told me that the cannabis people needed something like that. And I, I just looked at that now. This, this document is in 2006. So um, with that said, yeah, and from 2006 to the to the time, from 2006 to the time that we started to do the the research, going to um, to conferences, things had changed. And from from that time mm -hmm. to the time I actually did the first class, a whole bunch had changed. But think about it. You didn't do the class till uh, 2000. Let's see, I have it in here because. I didn't want to sound like I didn't have a clue. So the class didn't get approved, okay, till 2000. Actually, the class didn't get put in the system till 2018. Shana put it in the system in 18, based on a book that we found that had some items. Right. So with that said, I mean, we only had five items that we could actually address 
in that book. And I said, well, this class is not going to make it, but I needed to find a teacher. And I asked her, you said you would do it. We had a year to prep. And then based on that, we had one year to find sources. We knew there was no book, but we had to settle. How difficult, how difficult, Rose, was it to get it approved? Oh, well, in between 2018 to 2019 and a half was special. First of all, we had to, I had to make sure that I informed, you know, you make the comments. No, we're not going to bring flowers to the campus. Understand that if we were going to talk even remotely about cultivating or any flower touching things, a student on financial aid could not take the class. Okay. 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 So we had to make sure that if it was going to be talked about, it was going to be very briefly. If you were to look at the formal outline of records, there's very little in that. The only thing we talk about it is on the history of it. And the history of cannabis is there. So we just, right, right. So you had to maneuver through uh, and, and jump over, I guess, a lot of hurdles in order to make sure right. that it would get approved. Okay. So, so it got approved. How mm -hmm. difficult was it to find a, uh, a faculty that would teach the course? Well, you know, if it wasn't that, let me, let me be honest, it wasn't that it was difficult. It was difficult to find somebody who would teach you the way I wanted it. Okay. okay, okay. I could find anyone out there, that part-time person that wanted to get the foot on the door that would grab a book and would lecture. Okay, I could get that. I don't want that. I didn't want that. I wanted to have somebody who would have an open mind that would do some research and that would spend them the time and the effort that would be able to get the investment, the time investment to bring in the people that you have brought in. It's a big difference between do what we call a chalk and talk that somebody who has able to bring the people that you have been, I mean, the, the time that it takes, you know, the day, there was a day, and I don't know if you remember this, the first time that we went to Marsh and Ash, I knew, I, I, I knew very clearly, deep down, we were gonna go there because the people in labor in particular, uh, Peter Sishi at the time, he was one of our board of trustees, and he wanted the union to come in and have something to do with Marsh and Ash and have, uh, he was perhaps in a partnership with uh, Mr. Peace, uh, Brett's father. I knew why I was going there. I was not gonna go there simply because I wanted to do a, an apprenticeship. I mean, I was going to go there because I needed to have an understanding of that cannabis business because that class was yeah. coming. I, I think it goes without saying that when we visited March and Ash, um, we were sold almost immediately that this was pretty much the, the Cadillac of the industry. They, they, they were doing things right. Correct. And um, they kept doing things right, even to the, to the extent that they wanted to have um, 
uh, an impact on the class, not, not, dicta not dictating what was said no. or what was done. That was not their case, but they stepped up and they said, look, if you need textbooks, whatever textbook Correct. or books you're going to need, we will buy them. And I said, see, this was remember, prior to that, Dolly, that was literally yeah. almost six months prior to even that. My motive to go to that visit at that time was because we got access to visit that right. place. And right. where, where I'm, I mean, this is me, where this woman is going to get access to a dispensary to take a look at it. So I could then finalize some of the pieces of that class. Because that and, was before the yeah. class. And if you don't mind me saying, I think I've said many times that the March and Ash dispensary was like the Nordstrom's of the cannabis industry. I call it the Tiffany's. I, I stepped the moment. Tiffany's. You you took it up to the Tiffany's. Okay. Okay. But that was that was basically it. And you have to understand right. that you know anybody, and I would say this: anyone can teach anything if they really want to. Now, doing it right and doing what. You know, you have to have a vision to do something. And right. and my vision for that class was very unique. And, you know, you more than anybody else, and you know that this has been a thing of mine for decades. I have this thing for the underdog. And the underdog has to be helped to some degree. And True. we happen to have a lot of students who fit that category. And I'm True. saying this in a good way. You know, you have had students, and I have seen them peripherally. And, and, and I will mention some names that I hope that you can edit. But remember when we did ETP? Yes. And we Ex had that excellence, excellence through pride. You remember that student, and let's not mention her name, that couldn't even turn on the computer. And then what happened? She blossomed. Yes. Yes, she did. She blossomed to the point where she was, I think she was hired by one of the, the universities or colleges to That's maintain right. a computer system. That's Absolutely. Right. And mm -hmm. then, you know, we had people like that. And then, yeah. so this is what I'm saying. There are people like that out there that could have benefited, that could benefit it from, Absolutely. from this class. A single class sparked that little light behind your head. And they could say, you know, gee, I don't need to go get that, you know, doctorate in whatever the heck it is that my mom wanted me to get. But I could do a, a perhaps a bookkeeping program that I could go work for a company like Marchionage. Well, or yeah, yeah, you you know what you're bringing forth though, Rose, is the fact that not only is there more to the cannabis industry than um, cultivation and dispensary, but that the cannabis industry is like any other business. It exactly. has to have bookkeepers. And that's what I talked to you about, that Lego thing, is that, you know, my grandson loves to play with Legos and he uses that little platform thing and he puts that little stuff on top. That's like cannabis. I mean, yeah. it's a platform, it's yes. horizontal that you can then from there launch a vertical system that has a multitude of buildings and a multitude of industries. And that's how I saw it. So, so it sounds to me like what you're saying is that teaching this business of cannabis class in your vision, it should not be taught as a lecture, but as an experience. That's right. And it, it, in my estimation, that's what we're doing right now. We're teaching the business of cannabis as an experience as we have people come in and talk about 
what they are actually doing in the cannabis space. Right. Or with the potential things. I mean, think about this. I mean, when I sat with my friend in Michigan and I was talking about it, it was just a, a conversation and a um, ideas, right? Okay. Okay. So this podcast um, has really helped us to start things off, Rose, because right. I, I didn't want to start talking about all the wonderful things that occurred um, and is occurring because the class is still being taught in, in, the business, in this business of cannabis without giving our audience, our listening audience, some background as to how it started, you know, mm -hmm. where it came from. It just didn't just appear out of out of nowhere there's some hard work and determination that went into this and from your standpoint um a personal a personal desire to get more information out concerning cannabis and what it can do for um uh, an individual uh, in terms of health wise and also that that this. we partnered as we started this we partnered with a company that uh, was do is doing very well in the cannabis space so all the pieces were put in place to help us to be able to teach this course in a very effective manner. Correct. And I want to leave you and the podcast with this idea. This class that is a small class is the beginning. Think about this to be the engine of a train. There's a multitude of modules that are part of this. I mean, most people do not think like this when it comes down to this industry. But all these little pieces that you have addressed in that class can be exploded. Think about exploding something, expanding something. One piece that it has never been addressed in your class that it was something that I wanted to, but we couldn't do. Think about the information security, the information technology that these companies are going to need at some point, one way or another. Well, I'm going to make you smile in that that topic will be addressed as part of this. There you go. As part of the podcast, we will talk about um, uh, Internet, IT security, uh, how the Internet, what part the Internet plays in the cannabis space. So and I'm going to be coming back to you. I'm going to rely on, on you and people like you to uh, bring that out so that our audience can see the interface as you're talking about the interface of cannabis and, and other parts of uh, other industries, that it's not just a standalone. Um, Perfect. One of the topics that I'm going to talk about is that there's more to cannabis than THC. So there's Perfect. more there's more to the cannabis business than THC, you know? Perfect. So um, listen, I'm, I'm, thank you very much, Rose. You've been a very um, gracious speaker. Uh, appreciate your time. I know that you're a very busy person and the background that you've given us really helps us to get started. So thank you very much. We appreciate your help. Anytime. Okay, be good. Take care. If you'd like to hear more Cannabis Enlightened with Dr. Leroy, be sure to visit us online at CannabisEnlightened.com and subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. Cannabis Enlightened is produced in San Diego, California and presented by March and Ash at MarchandAsh.com. On behalf of Dr. Leroy, I'm Chris Cantori and thank you 
for listening. American democracy is good, but we can make it better. The National Association of Nonpartisan Reformers includes organizations across the country who are working right now to build a better democracy by opening primaries, implementing safe, secure voting systems, reducing corruption, and increasing transparency. Listen to our weekly podcast, How to Win Friends and Save the Republic, to hear updates from the latest movements in the democracy reform space. Subscribe and learn more about us at nonpartisanreformers.org.